the big day the 40th anniversary of alien is this year and turner classic movies is bringing the movie back to the big screen through their fathom event movie series that they do with a lot of classic movies i have four tickets and i'm going to go see it with my eldest daughter and my youngest son and uh, my daughter's boyfriend and you're going to go along with me so let's go All right, so the movie Alien is one of my favorite all-time movies. I think it's definitely in my top five. And another Ridley Scott movie, uh, Blade Runner, is also in my top five. So he's one of my favorite directors. And this was a really a breakout movie for him. And it was a genre-defining movie in general. It really took horror uh, to a new level and really I think this is a horror movie more than a science fiction movie but it's definitely also a science fiction movie. It came on the heels of Star Wars and of course 2001 earlier uh, or about 10 years before this and Close Encounters came out not too soon before this as well so We'd seen some pretty awesome science fiction space movies, but there'd never been anything quite like Alien with the mashup of horror and science fiction. There were a couple of movies that I think have echoes, or I guess like premonitions of Alien in a way. Uh, the Thing from Another World, which we reviewed back in episode 59, which is also one of our favorite movies. I think it might be maybe Bob's favorite movie. It's definitely in Bob's top five favorite movies. And uh, there's another movie that was uh, out of Italy, directed by Mario, Mario Bava, called Planet of the Vampires. And I think it actually was called Horror Planet originally, which is a better title, honestly. Uh, but that movie's available in Apple TV and I think maybe uh, Amazon Prime. And I highly recommend watching both of those movies. And I think when you watch them in the context of Alien, you'll see a lot of things that show up in Alien that are kind of also in those two movies. The general plot of going out to a planet and investigating some kind of mysterious signal and then finding a crashed spaceship and then dealing with the outcome of that and you know finding an alien as well and, and all the terror that comes along with that in those movies so uh, there was a lot of movies that came out after Alien and uh, not just the sequels there were three sequels Aliens and uh, Alien 3 and then Alien Resurrection and then there were two spin-offs uh, Alien versus Predator movies and then there have been two prequels uh, Prometheus and Covenant and I think Aliens is at least as good as Alien if not better uh, and I, I enjoy the other two sequels um, they're different I think the director cuts of all of the movies are, are the best and the Alien vs Predator movies are fun kind of like popcorn summer movies and then we get to the prequels, and I think those are pretty divisive in terms of what people think about them. I really enjoyed them for what they were. Uh, very much more philosophical movies than, than the you know, Alien and Aliens uh, movies. And uh, apparently Ridley Scott is down for making more Alien movies. I think there's another prequel that's in pre-production, or maybe it's even started production which is awesome. It's supposed to connect up the prequels to Alien. At least that's what I've read. And so, yeah, we're on our way to the theater. I have four tickets, like I said. I'm, the plan uh, is to do a little interview with the kids before the show. 
And what's really neat is that they have not seen this movie before. So this is going to be their first time, which is, oh, how cool would that be to see Alien in the theater as your first experience? I'm jealous. I watched it on uh, probably like a 27-inch CRT TV. I think I would have probably watched it from like getting a VHS tape at Blockbuster. And I got to say, it was terrifying even on that, <laughs> on that size screen on a VHS tape. Uh, so I'm jealous that they get to watch it on the big screen for the first time. I'm going to see if I can get a little bit of audio during the show. And then the plan is to talk about the movie afterwards and kind of see what they thought. And then Bob and I will uh, talk about the movie a bit. And yeah, it should be a fun episode. And we're planning to do more of these. So for all of you that have joined Patreon at Tier 3, thank you so much. Uh, the plan is to be you know, kind of creative, do some different things with the format for this Tier 3 show, and uh, one of the things that we know we're going to be doing is going to the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival in Los Angeles in April of 2020, and we'll be doing a lot of recording while we're there. Um, we may even try to do a live broadcast. Uh, we'll see how we can pull that together, but yeah, there's lots of fun content coming. Thank you so much again for subscribing, and uh, here we go. We'll see you at the theater. You guys excited to see the movie? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're at the theater and I'm here with um, Haley, who's been on the podcast before, and Jaden, who's my youngest son, and Haley's boyfriend. I know it's more than a boyfriend. Partner. <laughs> and uh, have you guys seen this movie before? I haven't seen this movie before. I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. How about you? I haven't either. Do you guys do you guys know anything about it? Like any of the scenes or anything, the plot or anything? No, I don't. I've like heard about like Alien versus Predator and stuff, all the stuff that's come out like after that. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything. How about you? I just know what my dad's told me, which isn't a lot about the plot. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm not giving away any spoilers. Same as Haley. Same as Haley. Alright, so we're going to go get our seats, and then after the movie, we'll talk about what we thought about it. Here we go. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver stars in Alien. I saw Alien for the first time as a young teen in the early 80s. I saw it on my small black and white television, and I was literally begging for commercial breaks to ease my mounting and crippling anxiety as I watched Alien <laughs> unfold in front of me. You're seeing it uninterrupted on a giant color screen where you'll find yourself surrounded by the screams of others. So, good luck. <laughs> Though Alien won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects, from the beginning of production, Ridley Scott refused to consider Alien a special effects movie. This was 1979. Space was no longer the final frontier. In our the first thing that I'm going to do when I get back
Um, we're back from watching the movie Alien. We're going to talk about what we thought of the movie. And um, I think, as I mentioned, I've seen it a bunch of times, like at least a dozen times. And this was the first time for all of you. So, Haley, why don't you start? What did you think? I thought the movie was really suspenseful and had a lot of twists that I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah the twist where the doctor was actually a robot really caught me by surprise. I didn't see that coming at all. But then watching it through again, I you could see all the foreshadowing and signs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. I thought, like, the AI part was really unexpected. I thought it was just about aliens. Yeah. And what did you guys think about, like, the alien itself? It was pretty freaky. It, it You never saw a full picture of it until <laughs> the very end where they're <laughs> shooting it out of the spaceship. Yeah. Well, what about that scene when they're in that uh, room with all the chains dangling and the he's looking for the cat? I think it was Kane was looking for the cat. What did you guys think about it when you saw it in that scene? That was pretty freaky. Yeah. I was just kind of there in the background and just, yeah. It was just waiting to attack. Yeah, the alien design is really disgusting with how moist it always is, especially <laughs> in the early stages, like in the egg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you said something about that scene when he goes down into the chamber and he's seeing those eggs, like what you would do if you were him? Yeah, as soon as I saw anything living on that storm planet, I would have just left immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they were pretty brave for continuing on, even after they saw the the fossilized alien. That was huge. Oh, yeah, what would you guys think of the... That was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty freaky, and how his chest was all blown up, too. They didn't see it coming. Oh, yeah, the chestburster scene. So, did you You guys all knew, did you guys all know about the chestburster scene? I had an idea, but after seeing the alien att attached to his face, I thought that once it fell off, it was going to morph into something bigger. 
but the alien really came out of his chest. (laughs) (laughs) Jane, you said something on the way home about that scene. That Uh, it was like a meme or something. Oh, yeah, well, like, everybody's seen it before, but, like, it's kind of cool to see it, like, actually in the movie. Because you didn't know when it was going to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So what about, like, the special effects? Because you guys are pretty, like pretty experienced with sci-fi special effects i would think the special effects on the alien was really freaky and i also really enjoyed the scene when they blew up the spaceship that was it was sort of beautiful oh the explosion the explosion was really pretty i didn't expect the special effects to be so good but i thought they held up really well over the years yeah um what about on the planet like when they were walking towards the spaceship oh yeah what do you guys think about that there's kind of like this air of mystery where like it kind of looked like a spaceship, but it was just so alien that you couldn't really be sure until you saw the guy. Like When you actually saw somebody. In yeah. There. yeah. If I were them going into a spaceship that big, I would have been a lot more scared and not so curious. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the dialogue, like the script and the way that they interacted with each other? Like especially when they found out that they had to go deviate to this other planet. What do you guys think about that scene? I felt like more people weren't as scared as they should have been. They yeah. were all really curious beside and focused on the money aspect. Yeah, they kept kind of talking about the money. It definitely seemed like what normal people would be like, I guess, if you sent them on a space mission, because it was a commercial flight, right? Yeah, they were miners. Yeah, and they were on a contract, and th- those two guys, uh, the two mechanics, all they wanted to they always wanted more money. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Speaking of the mechanics, it had a really diverse cast that they had a woman lead as well. Yeah, pretty much everybody did die eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they were saved being picked the cat. Up. Yeah, at yeah. least the cat lived. <laughs> the cat lived. Yeah. What was Even his name? though the cat came face to face with the alien many times, the alien never. Yeah, the alien never just each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they looked each other in the eye. Jonesy, that was the cat's name. Yeah. Jones, Jonesy. Yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty cool, too, that she went back for the cat at the end. Yeah. <laughs> she I wasn't would too. whole mission. <laughs> you would go rescue the cat. Yeah, because you guys just have a couple new kittens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we love them so much. Now we love all cats. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to see a cat in the movie then. Yeah. <laughs> I love the scene where they killed the robot. Oh, yeah. And then they prop up his head. I found that to be pretty funny. (laughs) It wouldn't stay up. No. Yeah, what did you think about that speech that he had? Um, He had that little speech right there after they plugged in his head. Yeah, Uh, I remember. I thought it was very much almost like Nazism, where they were talking about how the alien was so pure, and it's like the perfect race. I like the fact that he had that little smile at the end of that speech, too. Yeah, that was really <laughs> Just creepy. Just sort of like, well, you're screwed. Yeah, he said something like, you have my sympathies. <laughs> um, yeah, he was protecting the alien through the whole film. When the alien pops out of the chest, he's like, no, 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 don't don't touch it. Yeah, and, and you, you think, think that he's doing it because of the acid blood yeah. or something. But really, he just wants to see what's going to happen, I think. Yeah. It's like an experiment, like the whole... Ship became his laboratory with this creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the mother computer wasn't being helpful because they were sort of sent on this mission just to get this alien. Yeah, because did you guys pick up on that the second time? Yeah, mm-hmm. that the ship wasn't being helpful at all. It had no answers for them. And, and the captain says that uh, he'd never flown with this science officer before because he had another person that he'd flown with like five times. But then Ash got replaced, you know, Ash replaced that guy right at the, like, in two days before they left. Mm -hmm. So clearly the company knew that this alien or something was out there on this planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the mother computer? I was curious what you guys were going to think about that. It was really high tech, but they could just (laughs) ask it. It was almost like Google, but... (laughs) <laughs> just the, the small little computer i guess a big computer but yeah, that whole room with all the flashing lights yeah yeah grandpa and i laugh a lot about the flashing lights on the <laughs> computers in the like old movies 
The more flashing lights you have, the more impressive it is. <laughs> you need a, just a room full of them. Yeah, just a whole room, yeah. She was screaming for the mother at the end of the movie, and it just wasn't helpful at all. Oh, because of the countdown? Yeah. She just missed, like, turning off the explosion by, like, a split second. And yeah. Then, yeah. I wonder what made her, what made her change her mind about exploding the ship. Um, I wonder about that too. So we should talk about some of like the weird, like inconsistencies or like continuity things that come up in the movie. So that's one, like, I wasn't really so sure why she wanted to stop it other than maybe more time to save the cat. I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. I wasn't really super clear on that either. Um, but the other one was, you know, after uh, Kane got killed by the alien, then they cut to immediately to a scene where they're kind of like freaked out, and one of the other mechanic uh, is saying it was big, it was just so big. Yeah, but he never actually saw it or was really even close to him because they sent him to find the cat on his own yeah. while they kept looking for the alien. They just needed like a two second clip of them looking in the room as the alien like dragged Kane's body away or something that yeah. would have really connected those two scenes yeah that's kind of what I assumed had happened but it would have been a lot more clear if they actually shown it yeah totally um but yeah th- other than that I thought you know it holds together really well but what do you guys think about the um evolution of the creature from from the face hugger to the full-blown like xenomorph it changed within a couple hours it was amazing how Jaden was saying that it was this perfect creature I can only imagine how much bigger it would have gotten if it had more than just a few hours oh interesting I never thought about that really fast yeah so how did you explain that in your head like we call it headcanon what's your headcanon for explaining something that's never explained in the movie but you have to make up a story yourself like oh this is why that happened what do you what do you think well it's clearly been alive a lot longer than humans have, have evolved to be that perfect creature then. And I also wasn't too sure on what the alien was eating or drinking. I mean, I guess there's water on there, but yeah. Where it's finding food, I guess, to grow that big. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the alien was almost impossible to kill. Even at the end of the movie, you're not even sure if it's dead. After being sucked out into the vacuum of space. It could just still be floating out there somewhere waiting for something to pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I always thought it was part mechanical in a way. Like maybe that's how it grew so fast because it looked part machine. It did. It had a lot of like moving parts and it was sort of metallic. and Yeah. And, like, the way that it, its back and its head looked kind of matched some of the design of the ship. Oh, yeah. How it was able to blend in and then pop out at her. Yeah. Yeah, that was what was cool at the end, because you didn't even, like, see its head, because it just looked like it was part of the ship. That was freaky. <laughs> I was, like, looking at you guys, do, do they know? Do they know that it's hiding in there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so, what else? Anything else that you guys thought about? I'm amazed at, like, how many sequels and sort of spin-offs there have been since then. I was just trying to count the movies, and there was, like, a whole page worth of them. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. So there was Aliens, which was... Another excellent movie, but more of an action, like, war movie almost. And then there was three others after that, so they made five. And the other three are sort of less remembered <laughs> and less liked. <laughs> I mean, I like them, but they're definitely really different. Um, and then there was two Alien vs. Predator movies. Mm-hmm. And some people love those and some people hate those. They seem to, like, really polarize people. And then there's Prometheus and Covenant. And then Ridley Scott's talking about making a third one, which connects that whole prequel series to the movie that we just watched. So it explains how that ship got on to the planet that they were sent out to explore. That would be cool to know. I'd be really interested to watch that. So then you'd have like a three, five, you'd have an eight movie arc of like alien stuff. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Plus the two like spinoffs on Alien vs. Predator. Plus there's been comics, there's been animated series like web series there's been the video game oh yeah tell me what you thought about the video game uh, it's like such a good game and it was released in 2015 uh, and it still like holds up to be as just as impressive and terrifying because you have to navigate navigate your way around the massive ships and the the alien just moves randomly so you never know if you're safe or not 
And then it's revealed later that there's not just one alien on the ship. It, they made, like, an, a nest almost, and there's, like, hundreds of them. And you said there was a VR version, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you can hook up your mic to the game, so if you breathe or, like, talk too loud, then the alien can hear you and track you down. <laughs> that is freaky. Yeah, that game seems terrifying, just like the movie. Another thing that we noticed was that um, in the theater... It was actually pretty full. The theater was almost completely full. There was just a few random spots in between groups that were empty, but... And then when the when the movie started, people were cheering. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a great movie-watching experience to be in the theaters. It was actually one of the more fun ones versus, like, some of the new movies that come out where, you know, it's either not very many people or people are real quiet, but this people knew what they were getting into and they yeah. were really excited about it. And people were laughing at the the same parts and cheering and yeah it was cool everybody was there to that really loved the movie so yeah that was alien do you guys could you guys give it a, a rating like do you if you on a scale from one to ten ten being like the one of the best movies you've seen five being sort of like yeah i i watched it once but i wouldn't watch it again it was just okay what I'd do you think say it was a seven knowing i watched it again um, after, so we could try to pick up on some of the foreshadowing of all the different twists. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's weird how many scenes they have where you think that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's true. There's sort of even the music sort of like makes you think, oh, it's it's over now. Yeah, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it picks up again. Yeah. What do you think, Noah? I would give it a seven and a half, I think. Seven I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. So sort of like above average. Yeah, definitely above average. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the like horror sci-fi movies nowadays are just like really cheesy. And it just seemed really like original. and Especially for 1979. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jaden? Yeah, I'd give it like a seven to an eight because it's just such a legendary movie that like, everybody knows about. Pretty much. Pretty good for a 40-year-old movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it really is. Well, it was awesome that you guys could go and that we could all go together. And um, I love all of you so much. And we can hopefully do this more because they come out about every few months with some movie that we can go watch in the theater. So let's do it again. Let's do, let's it. do it. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, that was the opening music. Very subtle and, and quiet, almost just like atmospheric music to Alien, released in 1979, directed by Ridley Scott and written by Dan O'Bannon. 
Uh, primarily, he was the main writer. And starring Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, Yafit Kato as uh, Parker. I really liked his character. Uh, Helen Horton as the voice of Mother. There's just, yeah, there's, I love the diversity of this cast. We could talk some more about it. And we don't want to forget Balajai Badajo as the alien. I was looking at some pictures of him dressed up in the alien costume. It's really cool. And you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews. And you can find us at our website at www.classicmoviereviews.net. And on Patreon, just search for Classic Movie Reviews. And I'm Matt Johnson coming to you from North Bend, where we have flooding today. Oh boy, and this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles, uh, where the weather is going to be quite hot. Uh, welcoming everyone back to Classic Movie Reviews and Alien. I remember seeing this in the movie when it came out in June of uh, 1979. And uh, wow, loved it from the from the opening to the closing. That was really, really something. Just a note on Ridley Scott, what a, what a creative genius he is. And one of his all-time favorite movies for me, Blade Runner, I could watch the original version of that over and over again with Harrison Ford and the dark world of the future. Another one of my top five all-time favorite movies. Yeah, it's, it, it's close to our borderline for uh, films, like 1981 or something like that. Yeah, it's just over the cut the cutoff there. Well, the uh, the production the production company was 20th Century Fox and Brandywine Productions, which I'm assuming is part of Ridley Scott's uh, businesses. And it was released in June, June 22nd of 1979 in the United States. It had a limited release in May. I was not where I could see that. It's not like any science fiction film that I can remember seeing prior to this time. The one that comes close, or two that come close for me, but they're not quite there. The Thing from Another World from 1951, which we've reviewed, and The Quatermass experiment from later in the 1950s but this really broke new ground as a film i was able to go see the thing from another world in the theater as well and there's a really cool little uh, art house theater in seattle called the beacon and i'll put some pictures of that in the show notes and it's a great little theater that plays almost exclusively classic movies so i'll be going there quite a bit i talked to the owner and going to see if we can get him on for an interview in the in the future uh, but it's another he's another father son he, he's about my age and he and his dad renovated this uh, yoga studio and turned it into a theater which is really cool i uh, had a chance to look at the website and then you and i visited about it and uh it looks really uh really nice nice and intimate it's probably what 60 or 70 seat theater uh, yeah, which are really fun, that. fun to go to, and it's in the Columbia City area of Seattle, which is south of downtown on Rainier Avenue, an area that, as I understand it, is really going through a renewal. Yeah, there's a lot of development there. Um, they serve beer and wine, and they have some, you know, nice selection of treats and a, a sit- sitting area. And uh, it was it was just me in the theater for the thing from another world until the movie started, and then one more person came in. But it was pretty much almost a private showing, private screening. <laughs> I do have to ask: of Do course. they have popcorn? Of course, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, the Beacon Theater. It is. Next time I'm up there, we'll have to go. Absolutely. I looked at their uh, upcoming schedule, and one of the ones that we've seen dozens of times the house on haunted hill or from haunted hill with vincent price and a host of skeletons they're showing that uh, here in a few few weeks i wish i could have seen that one in the theater when they had the <laughs> the props where they had the the skeleton flying around you know it would it would come flying down from the screen that would have been fun oh yeah i missed i i have seen it in the theater but 
it was without any of those special effects right there in the theater. Well, the other, so, so I, I do have a few thoughts about um, how the thing from another world may have influenced, uh, or at least is similar in some ways to Alien. And then there was another movie, you had mentioned the Quatermass experiment, and then there's another movie called Planet of the Vampires, or I think it, it was originally called Horror Planet, and there's a lot of similarities in some of the plot and even some of the design of the creature, you know, the, the big creature in the alien spaceship. I think it's called the Space Jockey. I, I don't know. There, I think there's some forerunners to this movie, but I don't think there's ever any, there's ever, there was ever a movie like this before Alien. It was kind of a genre defining movie. Uh, I, I agree. I looked at the, I looked at the list of science fiction films from the 1950s and I didn't see anything that would be close to this. I didn't get a chance to look at the 1960s and 70s, but so many of them were really low budget, uh, kind of second features on a double bill, a double bill. Or in those days, they they played a lot of those at drive-in movie theaters. And and like the thing from another world, it does have an alien, and they do. And so some of the similarities are that they're called by some kind of disturbance to go investigate. And they discover an alien, and they bring it back to their base, or an alien, they bring it back to the ship, and then all hell breaks loose, right? In, in On the base, in the thing from another world, or in the spaceship, in Alien, it just aside from kind of that main plot arc, it's really, there's a lot of differences as well. Well, for one thing that's so incredible about Alien is the... Uh use of the music and the special effects and the dark mood uh, when they when they finally get to where they're going to do their rescue mission. That's a very creepy, creepy scene for me when the people outside, have gone outside the ship in their spacesuits and you can see them walking around and the uh, even the uh, when they exhale, you can see that coming out at the top of their uh, helmet. It's really well done. That was a great touch, and it, it made it look like it was really, really cold. And the, there's a scene that in the in that particular part of the movie where they're kind of coming up over this rise, and then the sun, the star around this planet is in the background, and it just looks like they're really on another planet. It's just beautiful, especially on the big screen. I'm so happy that I got to see it in the theater. I know that uh, the second one in the series, there have been six movies in the uh in the Alien uh, franchise. The second one, Aliens, is much more a battle movie. It's much more um, action-oriented, and it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit gorier. It's, I think it's just as good, though. Like, we watched that at home on Blu-ray. We watched the director's cut uh, a couple nights ago, and um, I think Haley said that it was a lot scarier than the first one. I think it's just it just feels more modern. Not to say that Alien doesn't feel modern, but it, it feels almost timeless. Maybe it was James Cameron. Like I could just see some of James Cameron's touches in Aliens. There were some scenes that re- really reminded me of Terminator. The music in Alien when it just starts and and you and the and it opens up and there's just these lines appearing on the screen and you and the first time you see it you're wondering what what is that? What is that? What is going on? And it's kind of panning over this planet. And there's no talking in the film for over six minutes. It's just the sound of the music, the sound of like um, computers turning on and uh, things kind of rattling around in the ship. And then the first thing that we get in Alien is them after their hypersleep waking up, joking around with each other. And they all think that they're like home. They don't realize they don't realize yet that they're still months and months away from being able to be home. Cornbread. I am cold. Still with us, Brett? Clay. Yeah. Oh, I feel dead. Anybody ever tell you you look dead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, right. I just forgot something, man. Uh, Before we dock. I think we ought to discuss the bonus situation. Right. Brett and right. I, we think we ought to, we deserve full shares, right, right baby? You see, Mr. Park and I feel that the bonus situation has never been on a, an equitable level. Well, you get what you contracted for like everybody else. Yes, but everybody else gets more than us. Oh, mother wants to talk to you. Uh, 
Yes, son. Yeah, the lights are my eyes only. Okay, get dressed, huh? Parker? Come on. Can I have fix my coffee? It's the only thing good on this ship. The music on it, uh, in it, is 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 wonderful. Jerry Goldsmith did the uh, music, and I know we've just been finishing up uh, a salute to uh, Bernard Herrmann, but uh, the music in Alien is is right where it's spot on in terms of support for the scope and and story. Yeah, I was I was really listening to the music. I'm so much more aware of the music now in movies after our Bernard Herrmann run. Uh, but when it opens up, it makes you feel sort of like you're really out in space. You know, it, it just feels very desolate and and lonely mm-hmm. and isolating. Isolating, yeah. yeah. And then the scene when they're all after they wake up from hypersleep, it feels very sort of like happy and jolly. It's like the family's together; they're joking around. You know, nothing bad is going on. They're glad to be home. <laughs> And then, yes. and then there's and then there's a scene like when they're on the planet and they're kind of going through this tunnel and they're getting closer to the ship, and the music is, it's it sounds like it's just being played on a few different keys, and again it's very isolating, but it's different than the music at the beginning. and the sound effects too like the sound of the wind the sound of their breathing the sound of chains rattling i I never noticed how many chains are just kind of dangling from the ceiling in this in their ship (laughs) no kidding especially especially in that work area that big cargo hold or whatever it was yeah where we first see the alien in its full height form yes wow (laughs) and there was all that water dripping from the ceiling the sound of water and the sound of chains rattling it's like it's like a um slaughterhouse in there almost which is appropriate because of what happens The other thing I was struck by was the size of the uh, the, the other alien that's uh, on the planet sitting in that seat. I mean, that's an enormous uh, creature of some kind. And what I love about that creature is that they, they tell you nothing about it other than it's been there a really long time and it's fossilized. But you you have to totally make up the backstory of how it got there, what happened to it. And I know that they're kind of giving away a lot of that in the prequels like uh, Prometheus and Covenant. But they still don't really explain about that alien in those movies, at least not yet. I, I heard that they're making a third prequel is, is in pre-production. Well, I, I uh, have a quote here from Ridley Scott because there was some rumor going around that there weren't going to be any more alien movies after these. And he said, oh, no, I'm I'm fully prepared to do another six if that's what if that's what we need to do. <laughs> and they are working on um, the next one. I forget. I think it's I think it's actually going into production in maybe oh, late awesome. this year or next year and will come out I think in twenty late twenty twenty or twenty or early twenty twenty one. I had a, I had some background on that but I don't have it with me right now. So Ridley Scott has been making movies for a really long time. He's seventy nine. And he's still going strong. Like, he's still directing movies and writing movies. And I just love it that he, he's so passionate about film. And I think he's made so many amazing films, like Black Hawk Down it was an amazing movie. And then Alien, of course, Blade Runner. A favorite one for Nancy and I are, is The Martian from, from 2015. We were, we were in Chicago on some business, and we went to one of these theaters where you have lounge seats and all that, and man, that's the way to go to a film. And then it's such an excellent film, and so believable. 
So yeah, he's very good. Yeah, what what he does such a great job of is, and and it really shows through in this movie, Alien, is making everything that's on the screen important. You know, there's nothing there's nothing on the screen that doesn't that doesn't need to be there, and it really creates a world. It creates it. It just feels like you're what you've stepped into another world, and and that's certainly the case here, where you're you're literally stepping onto another world when they go out and explore for the the distress signal and then the whole ship itself is so huge it's like it's like another world unto itself he's he's a master at making these kinds of films he's recognized as such by everyone that i uh, had the quotes from uh, about his career and and his approach it's just amazing and he's still going strong although Clint Eastwood still has him bested by six or seven years. I think <laughs> Mr. True. Eastwood is like in his late 80s. He just released, He's still going strong. He just released a new movie. Oh, the, the, there's no better way to watch a film than with a group of people on one of those huge screens and everybody is there for the first time. It's just amazing. And I got to say that when I watched The Thing from Another World in the theater, I noticed things in that movie that I'd never noticed before. And I've seen that movie like a dozen times. So there's something about, like, you're so focused on it. It's so big. And it was such a clear transfer. Like, uh, the studio actually sends out... You can have the studio, if you're you're a theater owner, you can have the studio send out a hard drive with this really high quality digital transfer, even of these older classic movies. And then you just plug it into your digital projector and it's as good or better than Blu-ray for sure. But it was, it was pristine. I bet it was a better transfer than the original uh, film print back in the day. Oh, I'm sure it would have been. Yeah. Long gone are the days when the, when the films would come in big canisters and the physical transportation of that. You know, if you were going to 1,500 theaters, just imagine the logistics of that back yeah, in the it's day. Yeah, either, it's either transferred over the internet or they send out this hard drive now. It's yeah. all digital. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, there's, no, there's no experience quite like that. And we lo- I still love going to those big films like that. It's just it's wonderful. Oh, and I should also mention that uh, because this was a TMC, a TCM event, they had a preview for the TCM Classic Film Festival in April, and and all three of them like looked over at me and said, "Oh, we're going to that! Oh, they're so excited! You know, they're so excited to be going to the Classic Film Festival together in Los Angeles in April." So that's something that uh, folks on Patreon can look forward to at at the tier three level. We're going to have some special content from the TCM Film Festival uh, in Los Angeles this next year. Yeah, that's really growing since its uh, first year. It's really taken off. And and now they also, it's become so popular that they have regional uh, film festivals that they've uh, had in New York, and they have a cruise, a TCM classic movie film cruise that people take. Oh, uh, don't they have like stars from classic movies on the <clears throat> yeah. cruise as well? And you can kind of they have panels. I I think that would be super fun. I I, I could see myself doing that. I someday. think it's coming up here. Gosh, I don't. I better not say because I'm not sure. But it's 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 taken off really. I mean, their growth and all is is, uh, I think, just a wonderful experience to have all those films back where people can see them, and it's all commercial free on on TCM. Yeah, what was neat was that I, I think we mentioned this in the interview uh, that the theater was almost full. There were just a few empty seats uh, for Alien. Where did you Where did and, you go to see that? Uh, it was in Bellevue, Washington, uh, at this theater called Lincoln Square, which is a really oh, nice uh, big theater. It's It's not one of the ones with the lounge seats and the food service, but it's it's really nice. And um, the thing is, it was funny because when the when the when the 20th Century Fox banner came up, everybody started cheering because we were all just so excited to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's wonderful. Their next, uh, their November showing is going to be Godfather 2, so I'm planning to go to oh, that. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll have to think about doing that one as a special episode as well. If you want an exciting weekend, 
set aside a time to watch all three Godfather movies. Oh, man. One, two, and Those three. movies are kind of overwhelming. I, I'd need to pace myself on that. <laughs> Maybe one a week, one a weekend, you know? <laughs> oh, you'd want to buy a double-breasted suit after And a Tommy that. gun. <laughs> so I think there have been some predecessors to this film in terms of just the kind of general plot and theme, like Thing from Another World, uh, Planet of the Vampires. Uh, highly recommend watching that if you get a chance. There is a copy on Blu-ray, and Apple TV has a really high-quality transfer that you can watch. And it's an Italian production, and I think it was overdubbed, but it was done really well, so you don't notice like too much of the lip-syncing kind of issues. And it's a story of uh, some space explorers that are out to rescue this mission that had crash-landed on a planet. And they land, but almost die during the landing. And then strange things start happening to the crew where they start attacking each other. And they seem possessed, but they don't know why. They don't know what's going on. They go out and explore, and they find this alien ship. And these giant aliens that are like the size of the one in Alien, like the space jockey, are these skeletons are kind of strewn about outside the ship and inside the ship. And it somehow they all died. And then they figure out that... I won't give away the ending, but they figure out kind of what's going on and... and there's kind of this battle at the end of the film to see who's going to survive. Uh, but the, the finding of the alien ship, the design of the aliens on the ship, the sort of the, the going out and, and investigating something on a strange planet all reminded me a lot of Alien. And I really enjoyed that film. It's a little bit, I wouldn't say cheesy, but it's very... What's the word? It's it's sort of like over-designed. You remember Flash Gordon, that movie Flash Gordon? Oh, yes, yes. And how it was almost kind of like overly designed and, and just so yeah. garish in some parts, but but at yeah. the same time fun to watch. And that's kind of like uh, this movie, Vamp Planet okay. of the Vampires. I, you, you've convinced me I have not seen that film, so... I have added that made a note here while you were while you were describing it. I'm going to be watching that soon. If it ever comes to the theaters, I'm going to go watch it on the big screen because it's it's really beautiful in some parts and the the design of the sets and the space the design of the space spacesuits is kind of ridiculous. But <laughs> they've got these collars. They've got it's all leather, and they've got these huge collars that go up to like halfway over their head. It's just it's just awesome that way. Um, Once again, the title of the film. And the year and the year it came out, roughly. Well, it's called Planet of the Vampires, and it it came out in 1965, and it was uh, directed by Mario Bava. And it was originally called Horror Planet, I believe, but you, you'll in you'll be able to find it as Planet of the Vampires. Excellent, excellent. Another movie with uh, strong female uh, characters as well, and, and I do want to talk a little bit about Sigourney Weaver. This was a breakout role for Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I just love the fact that she is so badass in this movie, and especially in Aliens as well. Man, does she know how to use equipment in Aliens, the second feature. <laughs> yeah. Woo! But she was the one, and the kids noticed this too. Like she was the only one who was like level-headed and actually following procedures. Like when they when they bring. Uh, Kane back, was it Kane? I think it was Kane, back from the ship with the face hugger on him, and they're like, "Let it, let us in, let us in," and she's like, "No, that goes against protocol." And then, you there, Ripley? I'm right here. Okay, Ripley, I'm at the interlock hatch now. Right. Right here. We're clean. Let us in. What happened to Kane? Something has attached itself to him. We have to get him to the infirmary right away. What kind of thing? I need a clear definition. An organism. Open the hatch. Wait a minute. If we let it in, the ship could be infected. You know the quarantine procedure. 24 hours for decontamination. It could die in 24 hours. Open the hatch. Listen to me. If we break quarantine, we could all die. Look, open the goddamn hatch. We have to get him inside. 
No. I can't do that, and if you were in my position, you'd do the same. Ripley, this is in order. Open that hatch right now. Do you hear me? Yes. Ripley, this is in order. You hear me? Yes. I read you. The answer is negative. In the hatch open. Of course, Ash lets them in uh, because, you know, he's evil. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we find out later, yes. So, yeah, it was it was a super fun time. Great movie. I, I really, really like this movie. So should we talk about our ratings? You bet. Why don't you go first? So I am going to give this movie a 10. Surprise. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, right up there with Blade Runner. Uh, I have multiple copies on DVD and, and Blu-ray, uh, as well as digital. I don't know why I bought so many, but I just want to have it available to watch wherever. And then being able to see it in the theater was just a chance of a lifetime. Really, really fun to do that. I would echo your rating at a 10. Um, I don't know if we can't really do Aliens because I think it came out later, but I would give both of those films a 10. Alien and I would Aliens. give Aliens a 10. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's great. What an experience for the, uh, for the family crew. Yeah, and... Thank you, everybody who's subscribing on Patreon. I really, we really, really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. It means a lot to us. And this is the kind of content that we're planning on producing at Tier 3. Um, we have, like I said, a plan to be at the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival in Los Angeles in April of 2020. Uh, we're going to go to see more movies in the theater, like maybe Godfather 2, and uh, we have some ideas for some interviews that we'll be pursuing as well. So lots of fun things coming up on Patreon. Thank you, everybody, for joining. And uh, it's been great. A whole new experience for me. And I'm learning new technology, which in itself is, is rewarding. Absolutely. So coming to you from North Bend, where I just got an email saying that uh, downtown is flooded. So that's uh, fun. Uh, it's Matt Johnson. And Bob Johnson in Los Angeles saying happy movie watching. Final report of the commercial starship Nostromo. Third officer reporting. The other members of the crew, Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off.
Oh, Haley's bringing me a coffee. Hi, Haley. Hi, Grandpa. Good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. I couldn't really sleep last night, so we just went and got coffee. Oh, I'm feeling the same way this morning. I was telling Dad I could hardly wake up. I don't know what it is. Yeah, me neither. Oh, it's well. just a weird night. Oh, well. Stay. Always. Yeah. Did you like the alien? I really liked it. We watched the second movie. <laughs> it was way scarier. I bet you were surprised when the uh, creature first showed up when the guy was on the table. Yeah, it scared me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> me too. When I saw it originally in 1979, it freaked out when that thing came out. Whew. It was terrifying. There was a lot more pop-out scares. I read where uh, the director hadn't told the cast that that was going to happen. So it, would, so it would add to the effect. It worked. It was terrifying. Say hi to Noah for me. I will. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Okay. See you later.